Inner Voice, a heartfelt chat with Dr. Fujian. Break free from the forces holding you back. Get the life you deserve. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, decrease depression, and start living your full potential. Thousands have used Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory, an evidence-based behavioral health breakthrough with incredible life-changing results. Getting rid of past trauma, having fulfilling relationships, increasing earnings, and living their best life. Now, the Fujian app is available to everyone. The app is Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory. Theory in the palm of your hand. Download the Fujian app today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Voice Podcast, a heartfelt chat with me, Dr. Fujian Zain. I'm a psychotherapist and author and the originator of the Awareness Integration Theory. So great to be with you today. And I know that some of you have asked about the books um, and the latest books that are out. So I wanted to share these books with you. Um, Life Reset, which is um, a self-help book. And we've done a lot of different um, types of research in different universities. And uh, we found just by going through Life Reset, just by journaling and going through the process, which is a self-help book, uh, people have really reduced their uh, depression uh, symptoms and anxiety, and they've raised their self-esteem and self-efficacy. And um, it's really worked for people. Now, for all of you who are therapists or coaches and want to learn about the awareness integration theory, uh, the book Awareness Integration Therapy is for you. And we do certified therapists and coaches. So if you'd like to become a certified therapist or coach, contact me so we can I can let you know about all of the latest um seminars and uh, conferences that are coming up in 2023 and then the latest book intentional parenting which is written for parents for grandparents for teachers um and uh, it goes from infancy to toddlerhood to um children of all ages all the way to your adult um children every chapter talks about different types of development plus that it goes through the um, awareness integration theory and um, tells you how to approach parenting from the awareness uh, integration theory. And um, for some of you um, who are interested, you can also get um, the Fujian app, which has been launched and uh, it's really working for people. We're getting amazing results from people, especially because we did the life reset and we've done some of the research. We decided, you know, instead of you just journaling, why don't we give you an app that takes you through different areas of life? Every month you get three different areas of life and uh, it's evidence-based and uh, eliminates stress, reduce anxiety, decrease depression. You can find it in Apple Store or Google Play, whatever you have. So just go and get Fujian app and um, enjoy your the awareness integration journey and know that um, it is working uh, amazingly for people as they go through it. In this episode, I am glad um, and excited to be able to chat with Kevin Roth. He began uh, to play Dulcimere at 13 years of age, and at 16, he recorded his first album for Folkways, Smithsonian Folkways Records which immediately launched him into international fame. 
Um, the next 10 years, Kevin recorded 10 other albums and with his label establishing himself as a prominent folk singer and dulcimer player. He performed the theme song for the PBS TV children's show Shining Time Station. His career took him into concerts and symphony stages around the world, to festivals, radio, television shows, and appearances at White House. He won numerous awards and has partnered with prominent companies such as Sony, National Geographic, PBS, Random House, and Time Warner. Then came a sudden diagnosis of melanoma. They changed his life. He had a choice to accept death sentence or to live. He chose life. Through adapting and combining techniques from his music and performance practice with others that he researched, he found it a simple and powerful method to change how he lived. Kevin discovered how to not just survive, but to become truly happy and thrive. He now guides individuals and groups in the discovery of what really matters to them and how to accomplish their goals and how to handle stress, which is an essential factor in healthy life. Today, we will actually be talking about his latest book, Between the Notes, Practical Ways to Find Your Inner Group and dance to the beat that makes your heart sing. You can find him at kevinroth.org. Um, we really chatted about his book, about his journey, about what he does, and he actually does play a little bit of a meditative music for us. So I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I have. Now, subscribe to my podcast, my TV, my YouTube channel, and connect with me through my website, fujanzane.com, and any of the social medias that um, that I have. You can find that also on my website and connect with me. I love to hear from you. Give me your comments. Give me your comments about my books, about Fujron app, about what you like to hear on the podcast. Just write to me. I really love to hear from you. Now, without further ado, here's Kevin Roth. <laughs> Kevin Roth, it is so nice to have you on my show. Oh, thanks for having me. Glad to be with you. Um, first of all, tell us about Dulcimer. I've never uh, been introduced to this beautiful looking instrument. Well, there's one hanging behind me. I have 14 of them here. Um, the mountain dulcimer is a uh, traditional folk instrument from the Appalachian Mountains. Mm -hmm. And it became popular in the 60s with a lady named Jean Ritchie, who was brought from the mountains to New York City during the folk revival. And I saw the dulcimer in 72 and bought one and got a, my first record contract in 74 on the same label that Gene was on. And I've been playing it for 50, I don't know, 50. Well, you do the math, I don't know. But I've got 50, I think I've been playing it as many as, I've got 55 albums, so I think that's as long as I've been playing it. Wow. And the wonderful thing about it is, you know, I developed something called Dulce Meditation, which is a very, very simple way of playing dulcimer. Like if you don't know how to play dulcimer, I could show you in 15 minutes how to do this meditation. And that's sort of what I've become recently known for 
in all the consulting and mentoring that I do with the mountain dulcimer. But that's essentially what the instrument is. I have a little one here. Just it's it's a sort of a backpacking version. That is four strings. And you just sort of fret it, sort of like a guitar, but you play it on your lap, so you could go. Um... And um, I've developed uh, my own brand called the Cosmic Dulcimer with planets as sound holes, and I sell them on the website and teach people how to play them. So it's been a love affair, really, for that many years with the instrument. What got you interested in this instrument? I was at a party and I saw a girl in the kitchen playing one and I just knew. I just said, oh my God, that's my destiny. And it wasn't Anne, it was the dulcimer. <laughs> <laughs> Although Anne has been a friend of mine all those many years. We're still really good friends. Great. Now you wrote the book, Between the Notes. I did. Practical ways to find your inner groove and dance to the beat that makes your heart sink yep so you made everybody else's heart sing with your music and um you became um it all out there um creating music um with big companies and then something changed your life and somehow you went um in to take care of who you were your body your soul your psyche and the book is a lot about your journey of um you know what you've gained from all aspects whether it was you know the the fame in the corporate world or the uh the internal cognitive emotional spiritual world so um share with us your journey I started out as a musician. Uh, my first record came out in 74, and I be, had mild success as a folk singer. And then I discovered that there was a big uh, business in children's family music. So I began to write and record that. And from that, those records and the popularity of my music uh, at the time, I got to sing the theme to a hit PBS show called Shining Time Station, Thomas the Tank Engine, which interestingly enough, and I haven't shared this with a lot of people, you know, with podcast hosts, but I'll share it with you today, um, is that I was advised not to sing that song because of uh, a, a contractual royalty thing. But I followed my gut, which is how I live my life, and I went against what my music attorney said, and it was the best move I ever made. <laughs> so um, I got very well known, like millions of people heard me sing every day. And I got booked in concert halls for real money versus a little bit of money as a folk singer. And I was under the delusion that fame and fortune would bring me happiness because I was raised in a family that kind of said, you know, as long as you got money in your pocket, you're happy, you know? In fact, I, I had a friend of mine who's a psychotherapist say, so stick a dollar in your pocket and see if you're happy. <laughs> but what I was really searching for and what everyone is searching for is happiness. 
And that cannot be found in money or titles. That's an inside job. So out of the blue, in 2015, I was diagnosed with stage three melanoma. They removed a little freckle on my nose and a lymph node. And then they told me that I had stage three melanoma and it was gone. They, they kind of, I called Xerox. They, they scanned me and uh, there's no signs of cancer, but they said that it would come back within a year, a 70% chance. And then I'd be dead within two. So like I tell my clients, uh, you know, and, and other people that I speak to, it's nothing like a death sentence to wake you up. Yeah. So I had to ask myself, you know, what matters to you? Why? And what do you want to do? So I said to myself, I want to, I was living in Kansas at the time. I said, I want to get out of Kansas and go create a life I love. I want to live in Southern California with my dog and make music and paint and be a bohemian and figure out a way to make it. So I did that and it, I didn't die. Cancer never came back. And one day, interestingly enough, a friend of mine asked me about uh, what was my next project. And I said, probably a new album. And he said, Kevin, he said, why don't you teach people what you just went through? So I became a consultant, kind of a teacher, a mentor, and I teach clients, including doctors. I have medical doctors and some psychotherapists, in fact, as clients and corporations, the formula that I developed to let go of stress, feeling stuck and unhappy and find what's really radical self-love, success and fun in their life. And it's all about your thinking. Surprise. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. So I'm ready to get the formula, please. Okay, take two eggs. <laughs> <laughs> the formula, when a, when a new client comes to me, a new student, a new, I call them really family members. Uh, because when we work together, it's on such a deep and wonderful level and the, the change is just amazing. It's... The first question I ask him what is what don't you want in your life anymore? And then what do you want? And then we get a game plan. So I teach what I call mindful awareness, which is really being aware of how you feel and to understand that when you believe your negative thoughts, you suffer. Mm -hmm. And you need to ask yourself, is this thought true? And usually it's not, it's just not. Um, I got a, I was telling someone the other day, I got a, um, a letter from the IRS and before I opened it, my heart sank. I thought, oh my God, I'm being audited, I'm being in trouble. I mean, the IRS never sends me birthday cards, so I asked myself, before you suffer and <laughs> put yourself through this drama, is it something really bad? And I said, well, it's from the IRS. It can't be good. And I said, are you absolutely sure that letter is going to get you? It's going to eat you alive? And I said, well, I don't know. Well, why don't you open it and see? And all it was was an address change. So that really helps people understand, or my, my clients understand that they don't have to believe their thoughts and that they can create thoughts that support them. And it is not impossible to do the impossible. So I'll give you a real short example. When I lived in Kansas, I wanted to move to San Diego and I, all I had was $1,000 a month to pay for rent. 
So, you know, being in California, you can't even rent a bedroom for a thousand bucks. This was six years ago, but I envisioned it and I found it. And I just created the dream in my head. So it's a process. The formula is every day, know what you want, know what you don't want, and to listen to your inner voice. That'll guide you. It's so it's practical and spiritual. When I read that in your book, um, it reminded me, it was actually, I think it was 2006, where the same thing, I wanted to live in Malibu because I went to one of my friend's house and um, it was right beside the ocean. And the minute I walked in, Kevin, the world just went quiet. And the only thing that was there was the sound of ocean resonating with, you know, almost like my body. And at that time, I said, I want to move to Malibu. So the same thing in 2006, I remember I wrote down uh, January 2006, what I want to create in that year. And um, it was same thing. I want to be on water. And this is the only you know amount of money that I, I have. And the same thing you're saying, like, there's just, just, there's no way that that would have been possible. And I'm laughing at myself. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then interestingly enough, March, I just kept looking at Malibu times, you know, and suddenly there was this ad and I checked it in and the guy said, you know, I'm, I, this is my own home. I'm moving and going around. So I'm, you know, uh, renting this very, very inexpensive and only for one year. And I'm like, I'm in. And I just got in and I couldn't believe I would sit there and I'm like, I cannot believe that I wrote this. And it came through. So as I was reading your book and looking at it, and I'm like, yep, that works. It worked for me. Um, and many times as I've really wanted something and I kept writing it and, you know, and again, for our audience, it's not like want it and, you know, sit until it comes, but want it and go for it and check it out and put yourself onto the world. Uh, but the more clear that you become, uh, the more you create what you say that you're going to create. And this is also something that I, as I was going through your book, I was reading, by the way, you have beautiful poetry in your book. So for all of you um, who are out there, go check out um, Kevin's book. Um, it's Between the Notes. Uh, practical ways to find your inner groove and dance to the beat that makes your heart sing by Kevin Roth. Uh, you have beautiful poetry there too. So it's, it shows like your, um, your growth in different angles of your life as you go through this, um, you know, journey that, that you're going. You talked about gut feeling. How do you distinguish between um, you know, feelings that show up from some of these thoughts versus your gut feeling. How do you distinguish between those? Well, um, well, first of all, I, I, I wanted to tell you that those poems are actually song lyrics and that there's an accompanying CD. All of this is on Amazon called Songs from the Book Between the Notes. So you can listen to the songs but they are in a sense poetry. So I wanted to tell you about that. Um, the gut for me is either a hell yes or a hell no. Mm. So I I saw maybe four oncologists in Kansas before I decided on one. And most of them was a hell no. 
you know, when you meet somebody, <clears throat> there's a gut feeling like, I have to know this person. So this is what happens with my clients, right? And, and, and with you, I'm sure. It's an interview process for both. And if I feel like the person that I'm talking to who wants to work with me on life-changing stuff, that there's a simpatico, it's wonderful. But if I feel like I'm not the right person, my gut tells me that this isn't a good match, I'll send them somewhere else or recommend something else, you know, a book or maybe even a course of mine or something or, or someone else. So it's just, you just know, you just know. And then you trust it. Mm -hmm. So it my works. experience has been more, um, it resonates um, in all levels with, with me. Even though sometimes where, for example, what you said was, you know, my attorney told me not to. So you have this rational thought about or other people say something to you about it, which, you know, in your rational mind, you might say, yeah, you know, I could consider that. But there is a pull that really, really resonates that says it's the truth for you. And then somehow, you know, that gut feeling, um, especially a decision that needs action. It just seems like you can really trust a part of you that uh, tells you the truth. And I remember there were uh, people who also did muscle testing in whether to see whether their body is um, agreeing with them or not. Yeah. Well, you know, we all have awareness. It's uh, You could think of it as a spiritual thing, but we're aware of our thoughts and our feelings. So in a sense... If you surrender a decision to whatever your higher power is, whatever that means to you, you learn to trust it and, and you don't ever, I've never really gone wrong with it. So it, it's a matter of, you know, you know, one of the things I tell my, uh, my students and clients is um, when you change what you're doing and to, to something that, that works from what doesn't work, you never go back to what doesn't work. You know, so, but you get a taste for it. You go, oh my God, this is so much better than where I was. I'm so much better out of this toxic relationship. I'm so much better forming my own job, creating a life I love. You know, a lot of the clients I work with are, are middle-aged women who have spent their lives giving up their own personal dream. They got married, they raised kids, they worked, and now the kids are gone and they don't know who they are anymore. So it's like, discovering who you are not just what your role is but what your goal what your soul is and when it's oh yeah i always wanted to be a painter or a dancer or a musician or this or that you follow it it feels right and that's the the gut thing there's a freedom in um almost create uh, the awareness that you create with your within yourself and then you allow yourself to uh play in that realm that you said you like um, versus, you know, a societal role or things that you've got to do or you've ought to do. And, um, and I think this freedom of, of allowing myself to play in life uh, versus, you know, play a role in life. Um, and I think that's a distinction between, you know, when we're a kid, we just play in life. You know, we don't have a role, we just play in life. 
And then as we keep growing up, we find all these roles that we got to play into. And then um, sometimes, you know, we could get off of the role. But most of the time, I've noticed that some, you know, a two by four hits us, uh, whether it's an illness or, you know, a, a, a tremendous amount of bankruptcy or failure or something that really knocks you down. And then suddenly, you know, you shake up and you're like, all right, maybe I can get out of these roles and just play again in life. You know, it's not it's not that long. It really isn't. The years aren't that long. And they get shorter as you get older. So you really yeah. are old. They really do. It's strange. It's really strange. I can't believe I'm 65. I don't feel 65. I'm you know? too, yeah. And it's, it's I was... Um, actually checking out and i'm like you know we got another 10 to 20 years of really really pushing it hard and the, every day it becomes very valuable now that you you keep looking at um you know what the what the it, what every day could bring for you so yeah, how, i think it's easier how are you different when you look at yourself today, when you look at um, the way you play, the way you write the songs, um, the way you live your days every day? How are you different? I'm not career or financially um, focused. I just do me. I know that what I did to change my life radically worked. And I know from working with other people as a mentor or consultant that when they follow what I say, it works. So I don't, I don't do a lot of marketing. I don't try and become one of these, uh, you know, uh, rock star coaches. I have absolutely no interest in that at all. In fact, I only work with six people at a time. And I just live authentically. So if I'm in the mood to create, I create, write, write. A lot of times recently, um, what's different is instead of getting up in the morning with a feeling of angst and how am I gonna make a living and everything like that, that all stopped in 2015. <laughs> In fact, I'm doing better now than I ever did when I was really focused on all that. Um, sometimes it's do nothing, which is, is an indication for me to listen inside, to do inner listening. And what, do you, what do you hear when you do the inner listening? So everything, you know, the mind is like a monkey mind. The mind is always chattering. The mind is really just thoughts, right? So if I'm sitting down and I'm just asking myself, what do I need to know in this moment for today? What do I need to do? Rather than what do I have to do in sitting down with a pen and paper? It'll come to me. Um, it might be something like you should go for a hike or um, you should eat something this morning because I usually don't eat till the afternoon. That came this morning. Um, it could be it's a good time to create or read. I do a lot of a kind of spiritual reading. So I just kind of go with the flow. You know, the interesting thing 
is that the mind, you know, if I if I ask people where is the mind, they say in the brain, kind of, you know, but you can't dissect a brain and find a mind. So what is the mind? You know, it comes down to consciousness and what's consciousness. So consciousness is something that you that really has no form in itself. A god is kind of formless. So science is interesting because science is now agreeing with sages. Science is saying, well, the universe is expanding, but into where, into what, nobody knows. And parallel universes. So we have the relative world, which is our day-to-day. -day. We have to pay our bills. We do the chores we need to do. We live our life. And then there's a the spiritual world, which is uh, more of an inside kind of a job. It's more of a listening to, I think, our true nature. Where they collide and, and why I wrote the book was about integrating the two worlds is back to the ideas that when you believe your thoughts that are negative, you suffer. So I spend a lot of day, a lot of my time during the day when watching my thoughts, listening to my thoughts uh, and saying, okay, well, this is interesting. So I had, this is funny, I had a, a, an interview scheduled before you. And um, I didn't know that they were going to cancel the interview. They, her husband got sick. And right at the time the interview was going to come, the lawn people showed up here, which would have killed it. I mean, you just can't record with these people. So I, when I heard the lawn people, I thought, oh, this is, we're going to have to reschedule this. Why did they come today? They normally come on Mondays. And then I just stopped that thinking. And I thought, they showed up. And now see what's next. And then I got an email, sorry, I have to reschedule the interview. Rather than getting all upset, like, oh, I can't do them. You just kind of go with the flow. And you like how you feel when you do things like that. You know, my clients' lives have taken from a stress level of 10 down to a five because they say, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't really need to go there. I don't need to what I call step in it. So I don't need to. Oh, this is what I'm hearing from you, that there's a way that um, for us as a human being, we um, look at an inconsistency or something we don't like or something that is unknown. And then our initial um, way of maybe being with it is trying to control or, or fight with it or not accept it and resist it and all of those. And what you have come to see and, and experience is life is life. I'm just going to be open to receiving whatever it is. I'll experience it. I'll learn from it. And every time that I've tried to just experience and learn from it, I also see this kind of a synchronicity that it just allows. And it, the allowance just moves forward. So the more that I'm sensing that as I'm allowing and flowing, that I find the synchronicity that shows up, now I'm just gonna more and more trust it. And um, so it's more going into a flow. And I also hear that you're looking at, when I said like, what do you listen to? It's you hear where there's, um, there's all the scribble lines of, you know, agitation that shows up and then you kind of like smooth them and with flow. And then you listen to see to seeing now what is the desire that shows up, and then you allow yourself to move into that desire because it's um, 
it's soft, it's open. It doesn't have all of those like weird lines on it. Is that what I'm kind of getting from you? Yeah, and, and I dropped the fear. I mean, fear is false evidence appearing real. You know, there's no reason to fear most of what we fear. So you want your life to flow. If you are financially struggling, do you need to live in that expensive house or apartment? Do you need those four or five, $600 car payments? I mean, you know, I became a minimalist by choice and it is just wonderful. You're not stuck. You know, I was almost bankrupt. I was miserable. I was unhappy. I was almost bankrupt. And I figured out a way to move to San Diego and make it because I was clear on what I wanted. It's a clarity thing. And nothing was going to stop me. The, uh, you know, the, the big difference between the Kevin you're talking to today and the Kevin you would have talked to 10 years ago is when you are fortunate enough to beat cancer, you can beat anything. I don't know how it happened. I know, I think I know why it happened. And that was to be a consultant and mentor, uh, teacher to, to the people that I work with. Because I'm not interested in my music career anymore, although it's part of my, um, you know, consulting and, and stuff. But, you know, death sentence or a loss of a child or something really, really dramatic really changes you mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You cannot have something like that happen and not be shaken and look at it. Interesting that um, I um, I was working with uh, someone who consistently for almost almost 10 years, um, she was actively suicidal. And when she wasn't actively attempting to suicide, she would destroy herself, whether it was with drugs or different types of dramas. And um, she got into an accident and then, you know, she um, also said, that's it. You know, I'm just going to, uh, I can't handle this pain. I want to kill myself. And um, then she was diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer. Mm. That changed her whole life. She yeah. was driving. And I remember um, talking to her and I started laughing and I said, you attempted to die so many times. And then when the death sentence showed up, now you're insisting that you're going to change your life to a whole different way. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's a different reality. You know, before I, I had the, the melanoma, when I would hear people say, oh, cancer was one of the greatest gifts I ever received. I would just think, yeah, yeah, right. But it really just changes you because you're facing a potential death, not for everybody, because a lot of people get cured from cancer, you know, but you're, you're facing when you're, when you're told there's no cure for your melanoma and you'll be dead in two years, that's within 70% chance. That's a pretty straightforward, you know, here you go. Um, so like, I just thought, they can get parole with good behavior, but God knows, no. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, things get very clear very quickly. Uh, you say to yourself, at least I said to myself, um, well, I'm not going to live the way I've been living because stress and inflammation causes illness. And I don't care how many records or concert tours or bills or debt I have. None of it is worth it. 
it's February, it's Kansas, it's cold, it's bleak. I'm getting the hell out of here. And I packed my Jeep up with my dog and my dulcimers and I drove for three days <laughs> to San Diego after I found a little place. But before I found it, I started to pack. Yeah. I started to put the action into motion. Yeah, I just packed. You knew. Oh well, yeah. They, yep. Between the notes, practical ways to find your inner groove and dance to the beat that makes your heart sing from Kevin Roth. Um, Kevin. Can you play for us the meditation music that you work with with your clients? Well, the dulcimer I normally use is way in the other room and I kind of need to tune it. But, you know, there is a recording that you can hear called Dulcy Meditation. It's on iTunes or Amazon on YouTube. But I can play you a, a short little version of... Uh, <laughs> Although the dulcimer is normally much deeper. This is a kind of a soprano instrument. And um, so what I would, we'll do a real short little dulcimer meditation. So I would just ask people who are in the know of not driving <laughs> and have a place that's quiet. And if you want to just take a couple deep breaths and close your eyes. Think about how really deeply you really love yourself on a gut level there's no one else in the entire universe quite like you with your blessings and your problems and everything you're a unique soul I want you to think back to a time when you were really, really happy as I play a little dulcy meditation for you. And just keep that thought, that joy in your mind for just a little bit and relish in it. that that feeling of joy and happiness and lightness is free anytime you want to go back to that time and that it's your God-given right to be happy and free so just set the intention that you want to go back to that beautiful ocean in Malibu or wherever you are and plant your seed of love.
beautiful. Thank you. That's a spoken improv version. The Dulce meditation is usually just all instrumental, but that's what I would guide my clients to, to, to follow in the moment. Beautiful. Is there anything we haven't said about your journey, about uh, Between the Notes book that you would really want to share with everyone? I'll tell you something interesting about the book. Um, I wrote the book sort of to turn the page on my own life. Uh, and when I wrote it, a friend of mine said to me, I hope it sells a million copies. And I said, I don't really care if it sells a million copies. What I care is that whoever reads it gets something from it. Uh, if they resonate with it and they want to contact me for a consultation, great. If not, fine. So what I've discovered is on the Facebook groups, some of the people that have bought the book have posted how their lives have uh, radically, uh, you know, real, I don't know, radically, but it has changed a lot because they see their own story and their own struggles in mine. And when I wrote the book, I wasn't thinking a lot about that. My editor mentioned it a few times, but the thinking that, well, I, you know, that the story was all about my cancer or my ups and my downs, everybody has, I mean, one out of every two people have cancer. So what I went through, my struggles is relatable, but what I did, the tools and the, um, the things that I list that you can do to get through these things and to create a life you love, people are actually using. And um, one post I saw yesterday was that a woman found the book very inspirational and is now volunteering at an animal shelter where she felt that she couldn't get out of her house before. I forget what they call that when you're, you're afraid of leaving your own home, but so I'm just, yeah, I'm just amazed. I, I'm like delighted. You know, I don't even know how many books it sold. It doesn't much matter, but as you know, the, I find that the clients teach me as much as I teach them. So we're all on the journey together. Whoever shows up, including the people who are watching this. Including the way you found me and I found your book. It was just like, suddenly I got an email from you, which is like, I have an appointment with you. And I'm like, I don't, but okay. <laughs> and, and it was very interesting that it was like, okay, you want to talk? Let's talk. And then I got your book and, you know, I, I almost go through uh, like one interview every day. So obviously I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, every week. So I go through one book per week of, of my guest. And uh, I'm also teaching. So I read all my textbooks that I got to teach. And then I read all the books that, uh, you know, I'm also um, attending Harvard uh, Extension Schools to all of those. So there's a lot of reading. And it was interesting as I, I looked at your book, I started looking because I want to, you know, I want to be informed when I talk to you. And it was interesting because as I was going, skimming through reading, going to the next chapter, reading really quickly, I started f um, uh, experiencing this smile. And I'm like, mm -hmm. and then this experience of, oh, and this kind of like experience just showed up. And then I, again, I saw like your, the lyrics, the poem, and I'm like, oh, and I put one up and I'm like, are you going to sing this for us? And you're like, no. And then I found another one. I'm like, oh. 
and it's like so there is this experience that shows up with it um which i guess i i'm thinking it's it's who you were were you writing it and that resonated into the words and into the pages and somehow as as the reader comes in and starts reading it you know they pick up um and you know it resonates from where they are so that was my experience and well, that that's great. You know, essentially, I'm a storyteller because I'm a songwriter. So there are a lot of funny stories in the book about different things, including someone I dated who uh, had a lot of almost seemed like Noah's Ark. You know, they, they had so many animals in their home, everything from uh, frogs to lizards. And so there's a lot of funny stories in there. So I, I kept the book as light as I could. But there's a lot of deep stuff about uh, spiritual searching and the pain and the anguish that we all go through. So yeah. my advice to people, you know, people say, well, is there any thought you have as a final thought? Not that you've asked me for one yet. It was going to come up. So thank you for doing it already. <laughs> is uh, you have the right to be happy. You have the right to uh, find radical self-love. And it's easier to do that than to hold on to any unhappiness or pain that you're in, even though it may not seem like that. So uh, help is out there. It is. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. No, oh, I enjoyed speaking with you. And for all of you who are out there, create an amazing life for yourself and everyone around you. And until next week, bye-bye. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, and decrease depression with the Fujian app. Dr. Fujian Zane's awareness integration theory has helped thousands like you get incredible life-changing results. Download the Fujian app today.